0: Welcome to the LifeHouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hey, it's Catherine here from LifeHouse Church in Tokyo. Happy New Year to you. How's 2024 going so far? Are you excited and ready for this new year ahead? I really love the beginning of year. I think it's such a great opportunity to dream think and imagine what God can do and get excited expectant and ready in your heart because God can do such incredible things and each new year brings new opportunities with it I'd love to share an encouraging bible verse with you this is God speaking to his people it's from Isaiah uh, 43 19 and says for I'm about to do something new see I have already begun do you not see it I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland." In a new year, we can have a new fresh hope and excitement that God is gonna do something new. And He can do things in impossible situations, right? Rivers in a desert, pathways in the wilderness. So what are you trusting for? Because God can do something new in our relationship with Him, in our families, in our uh, university, in our work life. He specializes in breakthroughs and can make pathways even in challenging circumstances. He's already started something new. The question is, can you see it? That's what he asks. He's like, can you see it? Can you recognize that he's already started this work? So when you think about 2024, where do your thoughts take you? Because the Bible tells us that our thoughts make such a big impact in our lives. Our thoughts shape how we're gonna view what God is doing, what He's already doing. And I think our thoughts will determine whether we're gonna walk into the new things that God has for us, the new pathways that He has for us in this new year. Because our lives follow the direction of our thoughts. Think about it, every decision, every action you make is a result of a thought you have. You are where you are right now, who you are, doing what you're doing, because uh, as a result of hundreds and thousands of different kinds of thoughts that you have. Even think about what you're wearing right now what did you eat for breakfast that was impacted by your thoughts you have you're going to choose the clothes that are going to be warm the clothes that look cool you chose your breakfast because it was healthy or because it was fast or you want to be like have a great body for 2024 so you chose some some extra fruit and vegetables every decision you make is influenced by your thoughts because our thoughts lead to actions and how do you think about yourself How do you think about God, your relationship, your finances? You can see um, your thought life by how your life looks. It's reflected in your life because our, our thoughts are leading us in a certain direction. Where our thoughts go, our feet follow i think that's a great way to remember it where your thoughts go your feet are going to follow so if you have good healthy thinking then this is great right you're going to be walking down a great path but sometimes we can have wrong or unhealthy thinking negative thinking and this can be really challenging maybe we're ending up down a pathway that we don't want to go or we can feel a little bit stuck Um, maybe you're facing lots of challenges in your life at the moment and probably they reflected in your thought life. But the good news is that God can transform our thoughts. He can change our thinking. Whatever um, situation you're stuck in, you don't have to be stuck in that. This is not like, oh, this is who I am. I'm going to be like this forever. This is what the year is going to be like because this is what I'm like, my situation's like. Actually, God can transform us and He can transform our thoughts and transform our environment around us. So this is really, really exciting. Today, I want to share an encouraging story to you from a book in the Bible called Numbers. It's the story of Joshua, Caleb, and the spies. And I want re- you to remember the names Joshua and Caleb because they stood out from the crowd in this story. So a bit of the backstory, the Israelites uh, is a people group and they'd been living as slaves in Egypt for hundreds of years, hundreds of years and terrible conditions. They, um, you know, being worked to the bone, uh, you know, it was really difficult for them. They, the people were oppressed, but God rescues them from slavery. And he says he's going to take them into a land of their own, a promised land. This is a land where they can make homes, where they can have their families, raise their families. They can sow crops, raise animals, build a life for themselves. where They couldn't even dare to dream about that. in slavery, right? But God promises them this amazing promised land. And God tells the leader, Moses, you know, I'm going to take you into this land and I want you to send uh, 12 spies, a representative from each of the tribes of Israel, and I want you to go and scout out this promised land. I want you to see what I'm going to give you, the new pathways that I have for you. So Moses gathers together 12 representatives from all of the tribes of Israel, and among these men are Joshua and Caleb. Remember them? They're different from the rest of the crowd. And he sends them out to go for 40 days, they're going to explore this land. Moses is like, you know, go check what the soil's like, check what the plants are like. Where's a good place to build or make home? Scout the land and, and even come bring back some of the good fruit of the land. So there's 12 spies go out into the land. They're exploring. And you know what? They find That is an incredibly fruitful land. It even says that they walked with like such a huge cluster of grapes that like two men had to carry these cluster of grapes uh, between them and on a, on a pole. So it was a super fruitful Fruitful place, amazing promised land, and they come back after 40 days, and they give a report back to Moses. And let's see what do they say to Moses and the community. So we're looking at Numbers 13, 27 verse, uh, verse 27 to 33. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces, but the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the s- descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Gave. the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. So they say, wow, the valley, you know, it's it's beautiful place, land of milk and honey, but... You know, there are scary enemies, challenges, giants around there. Now, I don't know if there were real giants. I'm not sure if it was like actual giants, how we imagine giants, or just really big uh, people in comparison to the Israelites. But they were really fearful. Let's see what Caleb says. Remember Caleb, that was the name I wanted you to remember. From verse 30, it says, But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. Wow, such a different voice in this crowd of, of like kind of negative thinking or negative speaking uh, Caleb's like no we can do this God is with us we can certainly conquer it let's go now but the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed we can't go up against them they are stronger than we so they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there all the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. So the people in the community hear this negative report. They hear about the giants and all of the enemies and all of the challenges. And that we looked, they looked like so little in comparison to the enemy there that they get scared. They listen to this report. They get scared, start crying. And it says some of them even said, Oh no, it's better that we go back to Egypt and be slaves there. Can you imagine that? They they were so fearful of this land. It's actually a land God promised them. He promised them this land. And they were so fearful. They thought, oh, it's better rather to be a slave than to face whatever's going to happen in the future. They wanted to go back to being slaves. That's crazy. Even after everything that God had done for them. But Joshua and Caleb say, this land is wonderful. This land is the land that God promised to us. He said he will give us this land. Don't be afraid. God is with us. They were a different kind of voice. They had a different kind of thought as they looked into this promised land. You know, actually, the grumbling people, the people who, who kind of had the negative thoughts and ended up getting scared and worried, they ended up never walking into the promised land or the new things that God had for them. But Joshua and Caleb, because they had a different way of thinking, they chose a different, uh, different thoughts and actions to live into. They, they had a different spirit about them. They got to live in this new promised land. And I believe the reason why the Israelites, some of the Israelites never got to experience the promised land, it was not because of their enemies, because of the giants or the Jebusites, Canaanites, all the ites that was there. It was their wrong thinking, their wrong attitudes or mindsets. They were stuck and unable to see what God could do and what promises He had given them. You know, they had wrong thinking about God. We can have that too, right? Wrong thinking about God. God had done so many things already for them. He had taken them out of Egypt, done so many miracles. It was like they forgot all about this. So they're looking ahead to, to the future. It's like they forgot that God can be with them in the future too. They had wrong thoughts about God. Oh, we can't get this land. God's not big enough for this. You know, our wrong thinking about God can also get us stuck in this way. I love what Joshua and Caleb they like they said what did God say God said he's going to give us this land they had good thinking about God they they looked at his words and what he said the truth about God You know, and and this isn't about denying that there are giants or that life has challenges, right? Life does have challenges. Joshua and Caleb, they saw the giants, but they they knew how big God was. Of course, we we don't want to live in denial about the challenges, but in the midst of the challenges, we can know how big God is. He's greater and bigger and more powerful than any challenges or opposition we may face. So you can see how wrong thinking about God can limit us as we walk into the promises that He has for us. The next kind of wrong thinking they have was about themselves they had really insecure thoughts they didn't see themselves the way God saw them you know when you when you read what they said they said oh we are like grasshoppers they're thinking of themselves as like these little tiny puny insects that get stepped on and that is not how God saw them and in this kind of view led them to be insecure they were filled with fear and anxiety and worry they had wrong thinking about themselves they didn't see themselves the way God saw them they also had wrong thinking about about their challenges. You know, they were filled with fear at the idea of giants. And it was just the idea of giants because not once in this whole account did it say that a giant even touched one of them or harmed any of them. N- nothing like that had even happened in the story. It was like they just saw the the giants and that idea filled their head and filled their life with fear. Yeah. we can have wrong thinking about our challenges as well. Maybe you can relate to some of these thoughts. This is not just the Israelites, right? We can have these thoughts too. Um, you know, maybe we can think to ourselves, have have insecure thoughts about ourselves, like, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, God can't use me. Uh, I'm just kind of stuck in a bad place. Um, I struggle with anxiety or depression. This is how it's always going to be. I can't have a breakthrough into something more. Or, or God doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. He's not listening to me. I'm all alone. You know, wrong thinking about about God, or our challenges, like, oh, this is impossible, Uh, there's no hope or future for me. You know, we can relate to those kinds of feelings, you know, and when we get stuck in these unhealthy thoughts, they can become a pattern in our life. It's like whenever a certain situation happens, you... You end up falling into the same pattern over and over again. You get stuck in that pattern. You know, for me, one of those those things that I constantly have to fight is uh, whenever I hear the word finances or budget, my husband's like, let's do the budget. I'm like, oh, no. And I instantly, like, it's like, it becomes like this pattern of thought. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a difficult thing to plan our finances. Uh, I'm worried. Will we have enough? Um, You know, will we be able to pay this? Is there going to be some crazy, like, big tax that's going to come into our, our, our post box and I'm not going to be able to do it. Can we save for the future, will we have enough? I start like one little thought and it triggers into this whole unhealthy thinking pattern that, that ends up getting me all worried and anxious. Can you relate to that? You know, even science shows, they've proven that that when they're looking at uh, the human brain, that people can have neural pathways in their brain. With their, This is like a pattern of thinking, that this person has a literal pathway in their brain that can be seen with all the special right equipment of this is a thought pattern in their life. This is a habit in their life. You know, so uh, even... But the good news is, I thought this was really interesting, that science journals have shown that you can make new neural pathways. You don't have to stay in a pattern or stay in a habit of negative thinking or unhealthy thinking your whole life. You can actually literally make new neural pathways in your brain. And so scientists say, you know, if you think a new thought or do a new habit, um, and you do this about 10,000 times, 10,000 repetitions, which works out about maybe three months, you can make a neural pathway in your mind. Maybe when you hear this, you're like, 10,000 times, that's too much. But I think with God, we can, we can do this. We can make new pathways of thinking, healthy thinking, good thinking, and, and it can even be more powerful and effective than what science is saying because we have an unfair advantage. We have so many tools and, and empowering of God's Holy Spirit in our life that can bring great tra- change and transformation into our thinking. So how do we change our thoughts? Let's take a look. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. How amazing is that? God transforms us into a new person and changes our thoughts. He does this by transforming the way that we think. I love that the work that God does in us is not a superficial outside work. When He changes us, He changes us from the inside out. Uh, Our very thoughts, our our hearts, everything about us inside, He changes us. He transforms us so that we can be a new person, that we can live a different kind of life. Because remember, our thoughts lead to actions. And we try and change the action. change the outside thing but actually it's the thought life that needs to be changed once that's changed we're going to have different actions in our life and that is what god is in the business of doing isn't it so amazing and here are some tools that god has given us that can help us to to be transformed First thing is the Word of God, the Bible. I absolutely love the Word of God. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says, The Word of God is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective you know God's word is powerful the bible is powerful it's not just black and white words on the page and this is why we talk about journaling so much at life us journaling is opening the word of god reading it and letting uh, that thought uh, transform the way you think letting uh, that thought shape your actions shape shape your beliefs your mindsets and putting it into action in our life and I found like journaling has really helped me with some negative mindsets or thoughts that I've had in my life. Like I shared with you, you know, when I, when I hear about finances, then I, I can get easily very worried. But, you know, through journaling... I look at it and I can see what does God's word have to say about it. I can recognize an unhealthy thinking pattern. Like unhealthy thinking is being fearful or worried about finances. But my journal said, oh, God says, don't worry about these things. He's a provider. He will provide everything I need. I need to just ask him in prayer. He will provide it. So I'm replacing that lie about I'm not going to have enough. God doesn't care about me. To No, God is my provider. I don't need to be anxious about these things. He takes care of the lilies. He takes care of all of these things. How much more is He going to take care of me? And I'm able to replace that lie with the truth. And then the more we do this, right, repetition is really important. That's how renewal takes place because we, we we need to think something more than once for it to become a habit in our life. And I think such a great example of this is something that we see in Africa all the time. I'm from South Africa and I've seen this myself. It's called an elephant path. So when you go out on a safari drive, you're going to often see like this really clear path in the bush and the path is not made by any humans it is made by an elephant. Elephants are really good at making new paths. And so an elephant, you know, elephants don't want to waste their time going around to try and find the best place to drink or eat their food. They want to go the quickest route there. And if there's no path there, they will make the path. So the elephant's like, this is where the food is. This is where the goodness is. I want to go there. And the elephant will literally stomp its way, even through a thick bush. And it'll take every tree. It'll use its trunk to move all the big trees out of the way. And it's huge. I think you call them elephant feet and they will stomp the ground flat and you know what the elephant will do this day after day after day and then all the other elephants will follow, mommy elephant, grandpa elephant, baby elephants, the whole the whole tribe is following behind every day in the same path to get to the good stuff, to get to the nutrients and over time this incredible pathway is formed, um, a very big clearing in in a space that was that was there wasn't a clearing before, and I think it's just the same with our thinking, right? We can we can make a new path. We're like, this is where the goodness is. This is the truth of God. I'm uh, I'm going to move all the things, the lies and the the bad thoughts out of the way, just like the elephant does. And I'm going to keep remembering what does God's word say? What does His truth say? I'm going to make a new pathway. And eventually, you keep walking down that same path every day. You're going to have new good thoughts. You're going to replace that 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 lie or that. That, that wrong thinking with the truth of God. Make a brand new pathway in your life. Isn't that exciting? I think it's such a great way to remember that we can make new pathways and new ways of thinking so we can see things from God's perspective. Another thing that can, uh, is such a great tool to help us in this journey is prayer and praise because prayer and praise changes our thinking too. It says in Philippians 4 verse 6 to 9, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. This talking about the, the thoughts of worry, but I think we can use it for any kind of negative thoughts that we have, or unhealthy thinking. So instead of giving that that negative thought air time, turn that negative thought into peace positive prayers negative thoughts into positive prayers I love it, it says tell God what you need why do you tell him God I need comfort I need wisdom I need your strength and it says give him praise that's where, like we thank you God you nothing is impossible for you thank you that you love me thank you that you care for me and you know what happens it says then his peace will guard our hearts and our minds how amazing this peace that we have no anxiety no worry no stress Peace that guards our hearts and our mind, and that's where all the thoughts come from, right? It's good to have have peace in those places in our hearts. And further on, from verse eight, it says, "And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing: fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting it into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the Lord, God of peace, will be with you." It says, "Why don't you use the airtime in your mind to think about?" what is true, what is noble, what is pure, what is excellent, right? We, we can ha- make decisions about what do we give airtime to in our brains. We don't want to give airtime or space in our, our brains to negative things, lies, uh, just or, or or things that are, are going to bring us down. We want to give our, our attention to things that are true, right, and noble. And it says, next step is put this into practice, then you'll see God's peace be with you. So instead of worrying, let's pray. Instead of grumbling, grumbling let's praise and Give God thanks because God listens when we pray. Another thing I'd love to encourage you with is surround yourself with good voices. You know, our thoughts can be influenced by the voices around us. So what voices in your life are shaping your thoughts and shaping your actions? You know, there's there's 10 spies that went back to the Israelites and they grumbled and said a bad report. And all the people who were standing by and listening to that voice, their hearts changed. They became scared. They started to grumble. They didn't want to walk into the promised land that God had for them because voices that we listen to really matter. I want to be the kind of person who surrounds myself with a a Caleb and a Joshua voice, right? Those voices of faith that says, God can do this. God's going to give us this land. God's helping us. Let's surround ourselves with positive voices like that. And that's why I really love church community. Church community is a community of faith where you're going to be exposed to to the good news about what Jesus can do, how big He is, how He's made you, the amazing purposes and plans that He's got for your life. And connect group as well, right? There's places where we can encourage each other personally. We can let people know if we're struggling in something and someone can speak a good word that'll encourage us. So let's surround ourselves with good voices you know I've seen this especially at the season I'm in at my in my life right now this is really helping me maybe some of you know but at the end of January my husband and I are going to be moving to Thailand we are so excited it's going to be a whole new pathway a new season for us we believe that it's something that God is bringing us into and uh, you know what we're going to be doing there is we're going to be um, at first Lifehouse is going to be partnering with a church there called Nexus and after that we're going to be planting Life house bangkok and we are so super excited because you know in thailand there's 1.2 percent christians there's so many people who don't know the good news about jesus and um, it's the same right in japan many of the other countries that our life house campuses meet there's so many people who need to hear the good news about jesus so we're really excited we want to we want to see a whole generation touched and impacted by the good news of jesus so that's why we want to go to to bangkok we're going to go to thailand but you know, it's really scary moving, it's it's exciting, but there's a lot, right? Uh, I'm thinking, can I do it? Am I able to move again? Um, you know, I moved to Japan, can I move here? Uh, do I have what it takes? Can, can I, do I have what it takes to, to reach people, to build church? Um, you know, am I going to be able to find a job? Uh, you know, is this a wise decision for the future? I can get so overwhelmed by all the all the thoughts and the worries uh, from my overthinking brain and my imagination. But in my journaling, I read something from Genesis 18, verse 13, and God really spoke to me from it. It says, Is there anything too hard for God? And I was like, No, the answer is no. And so every time um, I'm determined that I have like this thought where I'm anxious and nervous about the future in Thailand, I'm like, remembering this word of God. Is there anything too hard for God? I want to make a new pathway of thinking. I don't want nervous thinking, worried, anxiousness. I'm going to make a new elephant path in my thinking. So I even wrote this down on a piece of paper and I stuck it to my refrigerator because when you work from home, you go to your refrigerator more than you'd you really supposed to and I put it in my refrigerator so I can see it every time I'm wondering I can go back and see is there anything too hard for God no nothing is impossible with God so and this has really been encouraging me I know something like this can really encourage you too maybe God has a different pathway for you to walk on maybe it's not moving to another country but I know whatever God has for you this year it's going to be good can you see it he started the new thing already in you you know let's make brand new pathways um into all the things that god has for us this year can i pray for you thank you jesus that you are doing a new thing i pray that we'll be those people who can see it and recognize it wherever we've had unhealthy or wrong thinking in our life we want to make a new pathway we want to fix our our eyes on who you are your truth and your words i pray for you empowering upon each person here bless them in this new year to come in jesus name Amen. Awesome. There's another group of people I would love to pray for. You know, maybe you're listening to this whole um, message about new starts and you, maybe you feel like you need a new start this year. And you've tried things in your own strength, but you have been unable to do it. Well, the good news is that God has a new start, a new beginning for you. You can't do a new great new start without god in your life in fact that's that's one of the biggest testimonies that i want to bring to thailand is that with jesus we can have an incredible hope and a future you know he wants a personal relationship with you and if you've never uh, made the decision to follow jesus i want to invite you today is that day let's start this new year off with jesus helping you every step of the way You know, Jesus loves you so much that He came to this earth. He took on all of your sin, your guilt, your shame, your mistakes. He paid that price on the cross. And when He died, He rose again. He came back to life. And anybody who puts their hope and faith in Him will have hope in this life and hope for eternity. And you can make that decision right now. Even if you don't understand all of the details of it, God will help you on the journey that He has for you. So if that's you, I'd like to take a moment to pray for you. On the count of three, maybe if you're watching um, on in your home or maybe you're watching it on one of our campuses this is a moment where you can you can respond in your heart on the count of three so number one Jesus has a plan for you he loves you so much two why do you make that decision today and say yes that's me Jesus three why don't you put up your hand and say yes Jesus today I want to make a decision to follow you a brand new decision a new start with you If that's you, I'm so excited. Can I pray for you? Thank you, Jesus, that today is a day of new beginnings, new salvation. I pray that your forgiveness upon this person, I pray that you lead them and guide them into the incredible plan and purpose you have for them. In Jesus' name amen if you made that decision today why don't you say this prayer that's going to appear on the screen below we can say it together dear Jesus I believe in you thank you for forgiving me come into my life and I will follow you awesome I'm so excited for you this is gonna be a great year God bless Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider LifeHouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.